Hello and welcome into episode one of Beer, Bourbon, and Baseball. We are live. This is a new live stream with Mike and Mike and Mike. We couldn't, <laughs> Mike and Mike was already taken in the past. We can't do that anymore. You know, it's too. It's not original, but this is it. Go ahead and retweet real quick, Mike, so we can get this thing exposed. Uh, it's already retweeted. Oh, is it? All right, so I'm working on it. So this is episode one, and we're going to give you a little bit of background on what's going on. But before we do that, I guess we should cheers, Mike. <laughs> yes, sir. Cheers. So here, hold on. We can make sure everybody. Oh, that sounds good. Let's see. Let's see what it looks like. Anyway, so, right. so gonna- I'm going to show the bottle that I'm trying. And that is basil and bourbon, which I have tried before and posted before. But we're just gonna we're gonna redo everything. Um, so I got this awesome little rubric, rubric <laughs> here from Mike Carter, who's also known as the Doctor, and you can see his uh, little Twitter handle there. And uh, we're gonna look at appearance, aroma, taste, and finish. We're trying to come up with a cl- clever. Uh... I mean, uh, we got to we got to rank these, and uh, you know, this way we could find out which one's the best one. I guess according to my taste, even though I'm, I'm not like certified or any of that crap. You should go get certified. <laughs> All right, so I mean, real quick appearance. I, I I like anything that looks really amber. So I'm gonna give it a two. Smell. It's actually not bad, but it's not great either. So I'm gonna give that a two as well. Look at Taste. the head on this beer. Look oh, at it. God. It's so pretty. Taste, you know, I like it. it's not too strong. Um, man, I'm just going to be really tough on these. The finish I like a lot, though. I feel like you get a really good flavor at the end. So we end up, oh, my God, I just marker on my desk. Nine out of 12 for this bad boy. <laughs> Nine out of twelve. So much for being tough. And I got Mar- Marty. Marty chimes in six out of ten on the pour. I'll tell you, the pour was not clean, but you couldn't see the pour off screen. It was like all head, and I had to wait for it to go down before I finished pouring. To be completely honest, but as far as this goes, man, Funky Buddha's a become a favorite of mine. For those who may never have heard of it or seen it, dude, I was at the I was at the um I was at a spring all day. My face is a little red. I'm all sunburned. This honestly. Corny as it sounds, it's like summer in a glass. It has like a citrusy flavor to it. Um, a good, like I said, the head the head didn't last long. It's already down, and I only take a few sips. But other than that, man, it's like it's just really flavorful. Has a good aftertaste. Really big fan of this beer, man. It's really good. It's a wheat beer too. So for those who like wheat beer, I'd highly recommend it. <laughs> excuses, no excuses. I'm just a terrible pourer, man. I used to be. A, I'm drinking champagne and beers myself, or beer myself. <laughs> what? I like it, Marty. I like it. Welcome to the club, man. So. Again, the purpose of this, Mike brought this as an idea to me, and I was like, "Dude, this is perfect." And then, the, so Mike brought the idea. I thought of the whole the way the name lays out: beer, bourbon, baseball, and it's a homage to one of our favorite shows. Mike and I, we love The Office. That's right. Beats, Bears, Battlestar Galactica. Boom! This and it, didn't even, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't even click until the other day. I was like, "I need to make a T-shirt." T-shirts are going to be, we are going to be making T-shirts. We're going to be wearing them. It's going to say just like, it's going to say the wording just the way it shows in our logo. Um, we're going to be upgrading the show as we go as well. We're going to obviously add uh, intros and we, we're going to, we are we're coming up with a whole bunch of little fun little things in between as far as like just little, I can't think of what's the word, Mike. What? <laughs> You're not listening at all. Fun little like, uh, like things in between as far as like not sketches, but. Oh, like fun acronyms and stuff. Like yes. Sec- like uh, ah, I don't know the word either. 
Yeah, see, you're, this is this is supposed to be live, and we're stumbling over our words. It's great. I can't. I, I can't seem to pull. I'm trying to retweet it from my other Twitter, and I can't. Anyway, so besides that, um, we do our proverbial cheers, and then again, this. Thank is you, Morty. Segments. Segments. <laughs> Marty is freaking awesome, dude. And for those who are listening live, jumping in, jumping out, Mike and I are both going to actually upload the audio. At least we're going to try to onto our podcast. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, so you'll be able to catch them on the Base Load podcast or the SP Streamer podcast. You could choose. You could choose which one is better. We know the answer. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be. Um, this is gonna be it, man. Obviously, I hope we hope we're gonna have guests on. We're gonna have uh, guests from all over the industry come on, drink with us, share. We already have a list. Well, it's not hard. The only thing we just we need to nail down Eno and DVR. Those guys know beer like <laughs> nobody else. If we can get those guys on to talk beer, it'd be fantastic, man. But in all seriousness, and again, when we have baseball behind me, there's a couple of mo- you can't you can kind of see. It. I got two monitors behind me. There's gonna be baseball in the background. We're gonna be talking baseball. We're gonna be talking about games and talking fantasy. And tonight we're gonna be talking fantasy too. We're actually I have not looked at it. Mike dropped his one uh, list of 150, his rank, so 150 pitchers. We're not gonna go pick by pick, but I am gonna look at it live for the first time and react live. And we're just gonna talk fantasy baseball. Was there anything I missed by any chance? Nope. I, I wish I had a second beer because this one's going to be done soon. <laughs> oh, I did miss something. We're going to try to do these every Tuesday or Wednesday. It's going to always, it's always like 99% of the time it's going to be a Tuesday or Wednesday. And it's going to be around 9 or 9.30. We're, we're trying to keep it a set time and date, but my schedule doesn't allow for that. I'm, I'm a firefighter paramedic by trade and I work shift work. So it's 24 on 48 off. My schedule doesn't allow for a set time and day, but it's always going to be between the same two days and the and the same time frame, around 9 or 9.30 start time, Eastern time for that. And it's going to be about – it's going to always run about an hour. Real quick, oh, Mike, it looks like Mike just came in, so I just wanted to show him that I was I, – I shouted you out about your little rubric, man. A little, your little rubric. Your little rubric. Gosh, you, you can say rubric. We couldn't think of the word segments. <laughs> But yeah, so without further ado, I'm gonna retweet this from my Twitter page. I mean, so I mean, yeah, let's start talking about the season. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, like, I told you I never forgot something. It looks like it's actually gonna, I mean, happen. As I keep saying, this little, you know, this roller coaster that we're on, it's always up and down. Um, but I mean, it looks like we're probably between sixty to seventy games. Hopefully, who the hell actually knows? <laughs> I mean, do you think it's gonna? Do you think we're gonna have a season like? Oh, I know we're dude, we're gonna have a season. <laughs> we all overreacted. I overreacted. I'm still like, and honestly, I'd give a shout out to Bubba. Bubba was the guy who's been like optimistic through pretty much all of it. If you happen to be, if you happen to pop in or happen to hear or listen, Bubba, shout out to you, man. You've been the most positive person I've seen as far as like throughout the whole process of just baseball being played. So, so good for you. But this is the first time, like it's been such a up and down like emotional roller coaster. I consider fantasy football. Like I, I didn't want to do fantasy football, and I was considering I was considering fantasy football as far as being an analyst because I'm like I need, <laughs> I just need to f- cover a sport. That's where I'm at. But yeah, I think we yeah. see base. I think we see baseball. Those super divisions. We'll talk about them a little bit tonight because as we go through the rankings, I actually have a question. I assume I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I looked at your top three just because we tested it, and I want to pose a question to you. And if I'm crazy or not, so. We'll get to that shortly, but there's going to be a lot of things that still go into exactly how we're going to break it down fantasy wise. Which again, these shows are going to come in handy. We're going to we'll talk we'll talk fantasy. It's all we're going to talk about and regular baseball and drinking. So bring your drink recommendations. Mainly, we're reading, <laughs> mainly drinking. We're definitely uh, reading your recommendations down the side. And if and we're gonna, I think we're gonna implement tipsy time with Mike because 
lately I've been implementing what I call tangent time with Mike on the podcast. And I've just been going off on random tangents. It's been fantastic. But we're going to do tipsy time with Mike if I drink enough. And we also have, I can get it going in the background. So, like, oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Things that make you happy. It's the little things that make me happy, man. So let me turn those off. Anyway, so without further ado, let's get to the ranks now that I've kind of probably made everybody want to leave. <laughs> Viewers, well, you keep talking while I try to share my screening. By I the way, I, um, I always get yelled at for having ice. So just to please you people, there will be you no people. ice. There will be no ice as I drink on these shows. All right. Even though that is, well, you know what? I'm going to disappoint everybody. I'm going to, when I get my bourbon in, because right now I'm just drinking beer, but when I get my bourbon in, I'm going to be using ice, man. I'm gonna, it is what it is. I use one ice, one ice cube, just like you. And I don't care what people say. That's how I like it. So it, like, it is. I, I not neat. Joe, Joe, can, Joe hates it. Can we, can we block him from the chat? <laughs> can, can, can we you have to get him on though? He's, he loves beer. He knows a lot about beer. Good. So what do you think about Funky Buddha, uh, Joe? Have you ever tried it? It's really fantastic. It's actually really refreshing. It's honestly like a perfect summertime beer. I'll take that as a no. I, I, plus, they're de- we're delayed. Like, they're, they're they're hearing us after we actually talk, so I forget about that. Anyways, for that, we're going to be talking about... Um... Oh, sorry. Mike just chimed in with the... I forgot we could do this part. Be careful, Sleepy K. Beer than liquor, never sicker. You know what? <laughs> It's in the name, buddy. I will uh, sleep it off. So look at All that. Right, so Joe likes that. I forgot that we can do this stuff. A Florida favorite is Cigar City, though. Huh? I'm gonna try it. Never tried it. I gotta sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you click the first yeah. tier of my rankings. Let's, let's All right. a little move on here. All right. Well, sorry. No. Um. Obviously, sneezes and stuff happen on podcasts. We edit those out, but not these. <laughs> All right. So this is without further ado. Again, this is spstreamer.com. This is Mike's SP rankings for a shortened season and this is top 150 we're not going pick by pick and i refuse to even bother the, the top two are still the grom and cole no surprise there wheeler at three but what's cool about this one is he's, he's in a tier. i think he just he's a, yeah he's in a tier by himself yes and we'll get to that in a second you th- oh, actually you know what? we'll stop we'll stop right there why is he in a tier by himself um so i just think you know he isn't obviously as good as DeGrom and Cole, but I think he could take that next step. And he's the only other pitch. He's the only pitcher I think that personally could jump into tier one this year. So I put him in his own tier because everyone else, I don't feel as comfortable, you know, seeing them making that jump as I do Beeler. All right. All right. And when you have Cole and DeGrom at the top, I got to ask. So this goes right to the divisions. Now hear me out. Am I crazy that I really truly want to put Bueller at one overall? And let me let me explain. It's simply, simply based on the divisions. We're talking yeah. that, that East is a super East. It is all some of the best teams, some of the worst ballparks for pitchers, all in one place. And with a shortened season, you're only gonna play so many games, and all of them are gonna be all of them are gonna be like really meaningful, and all of them are gonna be in tough parks to play in. With that said. Bueller being one, being one. The reason why I'm so in favor is because I don't think the Dodgers are gonna, you know, play uh, use kid gloves on them, and he's pitching in a really, really roomy division. Like all the fields, let's see Dodger Stadium. You have um, I don't know how Anaheim plays. To be honest, I think it's more neutral. I think it's a little neutral, maybe more a little favorable to hitters. Then you have I could be wrong though completely. <laughs> um, then you have the uh, you have the Oakland A's, the Padres. You have you, 
goes the list goes on and on. Just a very very pitcher friendly division. And yeah, the teams aren't even the toughest. I mean, the only thing that you could think of is though, if the Dodgers are you know come out hot, they might kind of mess with his innings a little bit. So that is true, and I, I can understand that, and that would be the only reason why. I mean, for me, I'm not I'm not ready to put him at one overall. But it's not a crazy. I'm not crazy for thinking it's like something that you might see or even could should consider, right? Uh, I mean, I'd have a real hard time putting him over Degrom. <laughs> even I mean, Degrom's getting a DH. He's never had one before. I mean, so is Bueller. But. Yeah, I mean, Degrom. It doesn't really worry me for for you know pitchers not as dominant a little bit, but not really him. Man, uh, I could just be a yeah. I'm a little biased as a Mets fan, but. <laughs> A little, a little tangent. I'm already, I already killed my beer. Basically, this thing is, this is fantastic. I'm, I'm gonna rock it for a little bit. I haven't had it in such a long time. I forgot how much I liked it, and I'm nowhere near a fridge for a second one. I am such a rookie. Yes. I need to bring. So I will start bringing. Get, you need to get a little mini fridge under your desk with lights on it. Yes. <laughs> I need more lights. Okay, so Wheeler at three. This is where it gets kind of interesting. Keep saying uh, Wheeler, Walker Bueller. <laughs> Bueller, geez, whatever. Wheeler, Bueller at three. Whatever, man. I haven't drank that much, so I don't know what the excuse is. And starting at the at four through ten is interesting, but mostly because you put Verlander at four, which I have no gripes with, but you put Bieber over Scherzer. Explain that one. Yeah, so um, you know, I, I looked into a lot of pitch count stuff, and um, you know, Bieber and Verlander both are right at the top when it comes to efficiency per inning and then pitch count too. So, you know, I could just see Scherzer, you know, obviously with the um, injury issues and, you know, what if they fall behind or get way ahead? They're definitely going to give him rest when they can, whereas I think Bieber's just going to go deep into games and he's going to put up a lot more innings than, you know, other pitchers. Um, so that's why I raised him in my rankings. I think originally I had him – you know, for a full season, around eight or nine. I could be wrong, but I definitely move him up just because they let him go, and there's no reason to not let him go again. And that's going to, you know, as far as counting stats, that's going to definitely set him apart. I still can't get behind him over Scherzer, man, or Clevenger. I, I, right, right. Yeah, but they're both such injury risks, and you're in a short season. But you got it, dude. I, I'm so sick of this. It depends on how many games it's we're talking true. about. I it's understand true. I understand it's true and injury, but we're well, talking back either of those teams from, you know, limiting their innings. I don't, why wouldn't they do that? Especially if one of them, both, are they're, they're both, they're both playoff contenders. There's no way they're going to limit them. And Scherzer's a gamer. He's not going to yeah, let them stop. Start off hot and, you know, they're ahead of everybody by a good margin. I mean, whereas I feel like Bieber just, he's no health issues. Why would they hold him back? I'm texting my wife for another beer. You make me want to drink. <laughs> Um, I can't. I can't deal with you. I can't deal with you. You're you're so wrong here. Bieber should be. They're in the same tier, but Bieber should be below Clevenger and Scherzer. I will. Like, I can understand. Mike just said. I mean, you know, if Scherzer and Clevenger are healthy the entire year and they let them just, you know, pitch deep into games, yeah, I could see them outproducing Bieber. But it's a big question mark. Yeah. I know you're all about taking chances in the shortened season, so I think you just have a different mentality than me. I'm I'm usually all about assessing, like you know, risk assessment. I really am, and I usually draft really safe. But safety won't win you a league. I don't want to play. My big thing is I don't want to play for third. I just don't. 
I refuse. Like, playing for third is pointless to me. And going with Shane Bieber over Scherzer and Clevenger, you're you're hedging your bets and you're playing so safe that it's it can hurt you. Like, don't get me wrong. You might play. Sure, everyone wants to place, but in a short season, you need somebody who's going to get you there, and not somebody who can kind of like, eh, maybe crawl you there. And then uh, Reuven guy P. Oh, okay, that's um, the co-host over there at. Oh man, I yeah, he's with know. Cohen. Thank you. <laughs> he's with Cohen over there at uh, TGFBI podcast. Lose my mind. He uh, he's talking about six games. Yeah. No ice, dog. Oh no ice. I'm not happy with you right now. <laughs> like, that's terrible. Like your ta- this ranking is terrible. Oh my god. No ice is terrible. <laughs> This podcast, this live stream is going to be terrible with you. <laughs> Redraft our league. Honestly, I'd be game. I actually really like my team there, but I'm all about it, uh, to be honest. So if we can figure out redrafting it, I'm cool with that. Anyway, as we were. Uh, anything else here? Uh, there's no other issues here. Castillo, Flaherty, Strasburg. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you see, I I've probably should have done this when we first started. I put – you know, my ranks next to NFBC ranks. These are NFBC ranks are in April and there were the online championships. So, I mean, there is a decent amount of drafts, but obviously most drafts have stopped, especially the higher and the higher stake ones. So um, they, uh, they're, they're going to be a little skewed. Like I'm sure these will shift a little bit as well as you'll see a little bit later. Marty, um, I appreciate your input on a lot of things, but this is wrong. Um, <laughs> Flaherty should be behind Verlander. I can honestly understand it. That actually fits yeah. my that, that that fits my narrative of going for it. But I'd rather have Strasburg. I'd have Strasburg behind Scherzer and Clevenger, to be honest. We saw what he can do. We know who he is. You're hoping that Castillo and Flaherty can do what Strasburg is. I mean, they showed that he can do what he's done. But, oh, no, I think Strasburg is the better play there. What do you – I mean, I'm surprised – that you over Flaherty, over Flaherty and Castillo, yeah. Oh no! Well, I'm a big Castillo fan. I, I, I really could care less about the walks, to be honest with you, because the amount of weak contact and the, the you know, that he gets, is absurd. Is I love his arsenal, and I just think he could, without a doubt, take another step forward. And um, I mean, Flaherty, I feel like you see his upside. Uh, he has a little more upside than Strasburg, and Strasburg hasn't had a lot of healthy seasons so again you're it's a risky pick for me i know he pitched all last year but besides that he's has a terrible track record you're talking about health risks you realize verlander missed like the first six weeks because he was recovering from the groin that he the groin injury he sustained yeah but look how much time he's had to recover I know I understand that, but you're, you're like, how does that? He's you not really he hasn't been really an injury injury prone pitcher though. And Scherzer has, yes, one season last year. Yeah, really? but it was bad last year at the back. Okay, and he's probably fine now. He's had more than enough time, and there's no more World Series hangover. I'm gonna have a hangover with all the drinks you're gonna make me drink. With this right. headache you're Let's move me. on to the next tier. I'm working. I'm already moving on. I can't believe we st- we stuck around that long on that one. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. To tier four. Snell, Kershaw, Corbin, Morton, Giolito, Jarvis, Glassnell, Paddock. I love to see your aggressiveness on Paddock. I know you haven't been a Paddock guy. Um, I got nothing bad here to say. I'm surprised if your optimism of Snell with the elbow and the Rays kind of limiting him. Yeah, I mean, I am somewhat of a 
Snell Stan type of guy too. Um, I just I like him a lot too. His breaking balls are just so good, and I that elbow is very scary, um, and he certainly can kill you. But the upside is so tremendous with him, in my opinion. I completely understand it. I just have a hard time taking him right now over Kershaw. I was growing more and more on. I'm with you with him over Corbin as well. I, I, couldn't blame anyone. I mean, if someone else, if someone said you have to move Snell down, I could totally see it. Same as Charlie Morin a little bit. Um, no, I, other I, way. I was about to argue Morton should be above Corbin. I want, I want Morton above Corbin. Uh, I mean, I can see it. There are a little, there are some underlying issues with Corbin, but I think I'd rather Corbin. My my argument again goes back to I mean they're in the same division. I get that now, but Corbin hasn't had to deal with the DH. Morton has shown really good stuff, and he doesn't need to pitch more than five innings. And I mean that bullpen, yeah, he won't pitch more more than five innings. Quality start leagues are going to be a mess this year as a whole. But I think Morton's stuff just plays better in a shortened season, in my opinion. And I think the health. Is kind of past him. I mean, he pitched what 190 last year, 160 the year before, I think it was in the area, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I'm not I really mean, concerned with the health, and I think I think the overall stuff is just a little better versus Corbin. Your bank. Uh, I mean, you're definitely right, and I guess we're both kind of bullish on him because if you look at the NFBC rank, um, but <laughs> yeah, they they were tough. Uh, to be honest with you, I actually I flipped this tier around a lot because it was oh, it guess. was tough. It was tough to go all of them but uh yeah i mean i i put glass now and paddock at the bottom just because of sample size really uh they both have great stuff i'd like to see a little more from them i'd like to see paddock you know develop the third pitch uh, i'd like to see more of a sample size from glass now but both of their you know ceilings are ridiculously high gotcha gotcha yeah i'm okay with the rest of this tier i would actually put corbin i might maybe this is a hot take or something but i think i would take corbin I would argue almost at the bottom of this tier. I'm really just Kershaw's a different level of safety, and he has the better division. Corbin just lacks the stuff, in my opinion, as far as like outside the slider, obviously. The and, best pitch in the league. Yeah, but it's we're still. T- I don't know, man. Something just scares me about him. I, I don't. I, I think also again going with the upside there. I think I feel like Kershaw has a little bit of the upside because he was working with drive line in the offseason. I think that upside's still there, and we know the safety's there. I think Corbin lacks the upside. A lot of these other guys do in this tier. Has the higher floor, obviously. So it's all about team construction. I think Corbin has a high floor. But yeah, it's, it's, some of the ceilings are higher than him, I agree. <laughs> Marty, so just catch up a little bit here. Uh, fantasy-wise, fl- uh, give me Flaherty, and I love me some Castillo, but watching him hurts my soul. <laughs> and then Can you, you have stop walking people? Can you imagine how good he would be? But he wouldn't have the strikeouts he'd have either, because he's argue he's probably getting a lot of those strikeouts because he's you know trying to paint the corners. And if you're not trying to paint the corners, you're going to let up a lot more weak contact, but your K's will go down too. I mean, yeah, it's a little uh, a little give and take. I think he can, yeah, I think he could give in a little bit though. I mean, with that weak contact, kind of like you just said. I think it's really funny how low you've become on Nola. He's your guy. Oh, I mean, you're, I love you're in. Oh, that hurt me. You're in line with ADP, but this—I think Nola and Grinky are two of the higher guys you move, two of the guys you moved up on, huh? Looks like. Yeah, um, I mean, you know what it is—is is, uh, they both. Again, I'm, I'm trying not to just keep saying the same thing here, but 
health wise, they've both been great. Um, you know, I, I think they both will go deep into games. Their teams are going to need them. And, you know, I think they're going to provide a lot more counting stats than, you know, some guys later like a Woodruff or a Lizardo. I'm or, sorry, go ahead. a gallon you're about to say. I'm looking at this, and d- does my argument up for Gringy like hold any weight in your mind when you talk when you start thinking about him and just how he could be elite in ratios and making up ratios is going to be n- damn near impossible this year? Um, see, I wouldn't say that because I feel like you might be able to utilize a lot of relief pitchers this year, which are going to be very, very hit or miss, which can lead well, to a really good ERA, I mean, it's a-, a really shaky ERA, but Grinky. I still expect him to be that low three, high twos ERA with barely a one or sub one whip. And that is very valuable. You can make up the Ks with those relief pitchers, like you said. So I think yeah, pairing no, him I, with those yeah, guys. I totally get it. And that's why I have him there. Yeah. Um, I was asking my argument for him. And I've been. I do love James Fax. <laughs> yes. And I do too. And it was a, with him, it's always something. And he was coming off a non baseball related injury. Anyway, it was a what, the cyst on his back or spine or something like that? He got removed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was assist. Um, again, I think he adjusted well towards the end of the, you know, the second half last year at Yankee Stadium, and I think he really started getting a handle on things. And as long as he's healthy and on the mound, I mean, again, I'm going to probably do a new rankings right before the season when we know actual rotations, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if he's healthy, I mean, he's one of the bigger pitchers in the league when he's on the mound and, you know, I don't see, uh, you know, I don't see too many flaws in his game. And the the main issue was health. So, again, if he's healthy, I wouldn't mind taking him a little earlier than, uh, I guess, ADP shows. I, I'm with you on Pax, and I, I, I'm all about him. I think you and I were on a bidding duel in our lead together on the on the auction. Uh, <laughs> I bid you. I remember bidding you up and just letting you have him. I just didn't want to pay for him because he actually was not get. You weren't getting the discount because you and I were both high on him. You didn't like that discount. You should have gotten on him. I wasn't letting you have. I ended up dropping him in the same price as all these guys. Like you paid what he, like the price he is now, which was awesome. Because now, I mean, let's not, if we redraft, that's a whole other thing. Dave, um, to get your tweets, we I mean your comments, we click. We have to do like it, that. not you. <laughs> like that. See. Nada is- He's playing the AL Central so much or no Dodger limitation. Yeah. So, I mean, with Maeda, um, I think he's obviously going to go deep into games. Read it louder uh, next time. You just whispered like this. Yeah, and I know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's not going to have those limitations anymore. I think he did with the Dodgers. And he is just – I mean, his underlying metrics are just so good. Um, you know, he's got three pitches that I think have over 15 swing strike percentage. And he uh, – He's on every list. Every time I search anything and I find like a list of an interesting stat of pitchers, he is on it. And it's just everything is pointing to him having a good season this year. So that's pretty much why I'm higher on him than uh, than most. I mean, I expect that NFBC rank to go up a little bit um, when people start drafting again, but I'm probably going to be higher than most with him. And you know what, Dave? We'll put it on the screen this time, but if you continue to dog us on how we drink our scotch or whatever, you will not make this screen ever again, buddy. Just saying. We, all right, with that said, let's move on. Um, look at the rest of this tier, and it's, a lot of it's just preference. Kluber, you're really low on. We've, I know we've talked about it. I think we talked about it recently, so I hate to bring it up again, but I think people might want to know why. Because you are 10 picks or 9 picks lower on him than NFC rankings. I'll let you just, uh, just uh, discuss that in a moment, but 
in the same breath, you're also higher on on Carrasco by almost the same amount. Like you're really aggressive on him in comparison. Yeah. Why, um, why here's the thing about kind of recently came out that he actually might not pitch this year, um, even if you know they do bring back baseball because of his cancer medications and stuff. Yeah. And I with the virus, so obviously he might just you know disappear. Uh, so I I put Carrasco over Kluber. Um, because just because Kluber worries me with, um, one, the health to the diminishing fastball, I know he's, it's always been bad, but his stuff seems to be more so on the decline and three, he's kind of notorious, a slow starter. I don't know if it's the cold or it's just a matter of him getting to the swing of things, but we don't know. And I feel like that's a big question mark and you can't sacrifice, you don't want to sacrifice a month of baseball when there's only like two months of it with, you know, Kluber trying to get things together. Um, whereas, you know, Carrasco, when he's healthy, he's always been really good. So that was my thinking behind it. I understand. I just, I wonder, and we won't, I don't even know if this is really going to be a true answer to the whole, is it the cold weather or is it just Kluber? <laughs> you know, it's not enough of a sample size. It's, this is going to suck. Lance Lynn at 25. I love the aggressive nature. I love that you're about um, an NBC rank. Oh, yeah, I love them, too. I personally like them over Barrios and Montas, but they are in the same conversation and tier for me as well. So yeah. that's just, it's a preference, but I do like Lynn more than them. Lynn was like top – I want to say top three. I'd have to look, though, in pitch count last year. So he goes deep into games. They let him go. He's going to keep going. He's got that new stadium. Um, so that's why – Park, it sounds like. It sounds like yeah. a Pitcher's Park. So. That's why I think I'm higher than NFBC. And, uh, again, I mean, his fastballs are just amazing. I love where he places them all the time. So Mike asks, would, uh, would Carrasco have value as a reliever at all? If he pitches, I think the short answer here is yes. We're talking about how relievers have value. He would be a good person to grab for wins. Cause you know, if they're going to go to him, it's likely going to be in the, between that fifth and seventh inning where if they're a tied game or behind, he can grab some wins, be a solid elite. But the problem is, is he might be priced up. I don't want to pay that high for a, relief, a non-closing relief pitcher. That might be the issue. If the ADP doesn't adapt in time, then you're, you're going to be grabbing him and he won't be worth the juice. Won't be worth the squeeze. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Maeda, I love how aggressive you are on him, but Hendricks has got to go, man. What the <laughs> hell? Hendricks? Come on. Uh, yeah, you know what it is, is I think he's and, trash. And I, I put, it, put it in the he's trash. And I put it meh, in no, the, sorry, sorry. He's meh. I put it in the article. Uh he, he's just so solid. And if you need stability, you know, especially which is something you're gonna want a shortened season, in my opinion. Hendricks is definition stability. You're going to get those great ratios. Definition you know. of trash. When you have a valid argument, then maybe we'll talk about this again. <laughs> like a sub, he, he barely has an 8K per nine, has ratios barely in the mid threes. Like, and we're talking like, I think, was he like, wasn't it like a high throw? He should build around him easily. And you know what he's going to I'd rather build around Granky. Like, if I'm going to pay that high for a roster for a stabilizer, I'm gonna pay for Granky. I'm not gonna wait and just grab and your guy and you rank him 12 spots above his ADP. He's not worth 12 spots over ADP. Over like Soroka, really? Over Soroka? Yeah, what is definitely. wrong with you? Kluber's better. Freed is better. Carrasco's better. Wheeler's better. Bauer's better. 
Hendrick he is, is the most consistent pitcher in the last five years, besides, you know, Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> the last five years, go look at the last two or three. It's been it's been rather unimpressive, if I remember correctly. Like we're talking about ratios, and he doesn't even offer the greatest floor at ratios anymore. He isn't what he used to be. You're hanging on to the to the what the 15 win season he had, or whatever it was. Hanging on to that 15 win season, whatever it was. I don't know how many wins it was. It was a lot, but that's what you're holding on to. Okay, we're moving on. You've right, 3.44 year, a 3.03 year in the last three years. Yeah, he's whatever. He's whatever. He's whatever. Okay, 3.03 was was like three years ago. Hold on. 1.15. Come on. Where was he? Where was he? I can't can't pull up on my screen. You can see my screen. It's not fair. I can't. I'm gonna, I want to pull it up. Hold on. Where is he? Hendricks. I, my, all right, whatever. Let's move on to this. Well, isn't even that terrible. It's basically average. Yeah, but you're paying a top 30 pitch uh, pick above a lot of guys you, for, for average. You that high floor. Uh, debatable. All right, let's move on. Yeah, I already <laughs> did. Because you know what? You can, like, uh, oh, I'm so upset with you right now. I can't even move. I can't even think about it. Uh, this this is just a bunch of this 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 area is a bunch of pre- preference. I'd rather have Matt Boyd over Kyle Hendricks. Just so we're right. clear. Sounds stupid. And I'm just sounding stupid. I'd rather take the chance on Matt Boyd over Kyle Hendricks every time. Yeah. I okay. I'll give you that. I, f- I did forget that he had 3.4 something ERAs the last two years. Whatever. I'll give you that. But I'm not impressed. Right. The Kaiser, the Kaiser, the Kaiser, seven point nine. I can't, I can't, I can't. I just, I, I, I can't. This is Come absurd. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm so upset with this right now. Like this is terrible. Yeah, sure, you okay. pair him with Robbie Wright. How amazing would that be? You would exactly. end up with a. I'm trying to think. Like you have to take two pitchers in that range, and you're passing up on a lot of hitting value. Over. Over. <laughs> I can't. I just can't with you. Um, this isn't gonna work. I think we have to end this already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, but Matthew Board, I really like in this tier. I like him over Rodriguez Ray. I told you, I'd rather have him over Hendricks. I would take the sh- the chance and the upside on him. He was developing. I believe it was the changeup in the spring, and it was coming around. I think, and now we have to wait and see if he has it again. But what's why Matt Boyd under Robbie Ray and Erod? Um. So I mean, they just have both have proven themselves a little more than Boyd, in my opinion. Um, you know, Boyd has the potential, um, but he has the home run issues. And I know you can look at his uh, XFIP, kind of how like Marty said, but he still has to adjust for that. He's still got to bring those home runs down. So, you know, the slider is amazing, um, but we got to see how he develops those other pitches a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I think – I think Robbie Ray has a safer floor than Boyd. I think we saw Boyd's floor last season, and we could see it again. Um, I, don't so think, I, think, I don't think that was his floor. I think the home runs, and even I think he came out and said it, and I believe it was Pollock that mentioned it on his podcast, that Boyd would, like, when he felt the need to do, like, when he was trying to make up for something, or he would just throw harder, not even try to try to be smarter about it. He would just throw harder. Attack, I think he would just attack his own. We we have to, you know, we can't just assume he is going to develop either. I'm really upset that I'm out of beer right now. Okay. (laughs) I I will bring two to three next time for sure because I drank this one and I forgot how much I like it. It was gone in five minutes. I'm so upset. Denelson Lament, I am with you at 45. Hard transition. I I almost like pushing down even more. 
you can't, it's hard to because now you're getting to a point where it's some floor guys and lament. I, I'd rather have Urias over lament. I mean, you have them in the same area. I think they're both being over now this year. No, just because I think the Dodgers are really going to screw with Urias. I think I can, I wouldn't be surprised if every star he only goes four innings. I, and that's going right. to kill his value. He's an amazing pitcher. I love everything about him, but you just don't know how far they're going to let him go into games. So it's just such a question mark. I mean, unless they come out saying we're going to let him chuck, like we don't really give a crap, then I'll move him up gladly. But just with the shortened season, I, I had to push him down pretty big. That's the same thing. It's funny you say that. Then you have Alex Wood, 10, 11 spots above his NFBC ADP. And and that's kind of just how it works. Like yeah, because I think still when you know I think people were a little um, skeptical on the health and stuff, and I I don't know. I mean, I guess you can be worried about what they're gonna do with him too. But I mean, when he's on the mound, I think he's gonna be great with the Dodgers again. And uh, you know, while they might, I feel like they're more likely to mess with Urias than Wood. And I just think. Um, you know, I think where Woods going, he provides a lot of good value. Same as Rich Hill, they're both. You know, they there are health concerns there, but they're going low enough where you might as well take a shot because if they're on the mound even for a month, they're going to be they could be really good and they could be a big difference maker. And you have Mike asking, do the Dodgers leave Urias alone if they're contenders? They probably screw with them more. <laughs> they save them for the playoffs. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, that was easy. That was boring. I like, I like, I like not agreeing. Like Hendricks and his decent ERA with trash K's. Uh, <laughs> like Joe Musgrove over here, I'd rather have over Hendricks. I think and I like. I'm just too high on Joe Musgrove. But Musgrove 51, I really like. I really like him this year. I think. I guess Kyle Hendricks at his hundredth num- number, hundredth pitcher. <laughs> I think you might have to to make me happy. You might have to. But looking at uh, the rest of this tier, I'd rather have Musgrove over Bumgarner. I'm surprised you don't have it that way. And that goes back to divisions. I know Mad Bum, I've been saying how good that division is, but being that he still has to play half his games at home and some of the games at cores. I mean, you are both really down on him then because look at that difference. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's not a top 50 pick. He's, a, he's yeah, roughly top yeah. 50. The, the splits are really scary. And his while he's only 30, his arm is – I put it in the article too. His arm is probably like 35. You know how many innings that guy's pitched through playoffs and World Series going – pitching these complete games? I just – I I have a problem trusting him, honestly. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just can't get behind. I, I mean, I, I'm actually with you on the price as well. I'm just – I just don't, I don't know. I'm looking at some of these other guys, and I'd rather – I think I'd rather have him over Odorizzi and Minor, but barely just for the upside because I think Mabum does have more upside. But Carmart, Lance McCullers, uh, those guys, I think we talked about at length multiple times. We like them. You're a little higher than ranking than the average rank on them. I'm with you. I really like them as well. I think they're ranked appropriately. I I know the injury concerns are still there, but I think those are both teams that actually need them to pitch more than, you know, than, than they don't really have the depth that a lot of other teams have maybe. So I think that they'll still get their innings. But yeah, I, I think this is a safe ranking for them. Otani, I I know as a pitcher he can be better than this, but pitching once a week in a sixty game season that's exactly. how much. Are you, why are you? I'm surprised you even have him this high. Is just because uh, the stuff well, you know what it is. Yeah, because he he does have great stuff. Um, he's gonna be really good when on the mound. And 
I mean, while you'll probably lose what maybe four starts from him or something like that. I don't know. Um, he's still, you know, he's going to give you those great stats. So he's, he's kind of, that's why I put him and McCullers together. Cause I think McCullers um, can be a little erratic. And I think like, I think he's going to put up the same amount of innings almost as a Tani and provide, um, you know, quality stats. Um, but he might hold you back a little bit too, because of him, be, you know, he's, so erratic when he does pitch usually. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I mean, I think they're both a little risky, but I think they both can, you know, when they are on the mound, they definitely could give you, you know, um, probably a tier, but you know, be with the guys a tier above, but just less playing time or a little more. Uh, I would, this, I guess I'm uh, just talking about Latani. He, uh, if this was a daily league, I would actually be more aggressive. I'd be. I would have him higher in a daily league in a weekly format. I'd have him way lower. Yeah. It's, it's just that simple. This is like a happy medium, but in a daily league, it's he's worth. Which I agree with. He definitely I can. Actually, in the current season. I 100% agree. Rich Hill. You have to remember, people aren't. We're, we're recording this as well as for a podcast. We have to say their names. Oh, Rich Hill. Bar no injuries, Rich Hill has the ability to finish as a top 25 overall. Oh, sorry. Fantasy. I can't. I can't. I can't even read it right. As a fantasy pitcher, whatever. Basically, Rich Hill can finish top 25 in a shortened season, barring health. I completely agree as well. I am with you, Mike and Marty. I love the stuff per game. I, I forgot who I was talking to, but I under my understanding is his elbow is legitimately held together by tape of sorts. Um, I don't yeah. The uh, so there's a podcast on it, and uh, Dave told me to listen to it, and I listened to it, and um, that's Dave McDonald, and uh, yeah, it it doesn't sound good. It's basically he needed Tommy John, but they did something to kind of help it because if he got Tommy John, his career's over. So. But at his price, it's a fair risk, and yeah. you're just you're just you're ranking him higher than he's going. You don't even have to take him this high. Yeah. I love the aggressive ranking of him. I I actually went around and I'm not sure if these leagues are even playing out, but I actually went around and picked him up in a few leagues a few, <laughs> weeks, ago, a, a few weeks ago actually. Yeah, because I'm like, oh wait, we have waiver wires, and I, I think one league had a couple guys that like, went out for the year. I think I had sale in the league. I don't remember, uh, something like that. So it was just overall. It obviously changed things, and yeah, Rich Hill. I love the value. Can I just press next? Oh, I can. Sweet. Oh, I wouldn't have kept going in and out. Next tier, tier seven: Fulty, Smith, Bundy, Keller, Cease, Manaya, Mikolas, Tanaka, Gibson. Oh, <laughs> a bunch of pick your poison here, man. I got nothing to say about this tier. It's really preference. I know it's boring. No, so I'm but gonna say. I'll Mikolas, just talk about. Players, yes. So, well, so Dylan sees. Um, I have him 15 picks above NFBC rank, and that's just because I think he has a ton of talent. Um, you know, the the fastball location was an issue, but it looked like they were kind of fixing it. Um, you know, his curveball looked a little better too in the off season. So, I think I think the command was coming a little bit, and if it does come, I think he's going to take a major step. And then Mikolas, I have. 17 picks higher than NFBC. I, you know what it is, is he actually had a decent year last year and I felt like no one should, um, what's it called? I felt like no one kind of noticed. I uh, had like basically a four year a, and I kind of felt like that was his floor. He was a little up and down. 
His slider lost a mile an hour in velocity, and I think if he gets that back, he'll gain a little bit movement like he did the previous year. So I think if he can do that and throw his slider a little more, I think he get back to, you know, not what he did two years ago because that was ridiculous, but I think he could be a, you know, a mid-three year right pitcher. Not a lot of strikeout upside, but I think he can give you a lot of good ratios. So he's Kyle Hendricks without the price tag. Anyway. I'm just saying, yeah, well, you basically yeah. just said, you basically just called him Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Dylan Cease, though, real quick. I do like the whole, um, wow, the name escaped me. The catcher, please help me here. Grandall. Grandall, thank you. Yes, my Grandall. That's such an underrated aspect, pitch framing, and he's the best in the game. And we talked about him, and I'm sure we'll get to Ronaldo Lopez soon because I know I know you like him a lot. I'm sure he's in the next tier. I'm just guessing. <laughs> but we'll talk about that because I think I, I remember reading that somewhere, so I have to find it. But all in all, I think that I think that leadership, that veteran leadership behind the plate can really help Dylan Cease. We skipped on the funniest part of the whole Rich Hill, by the way. I want to bring this up because Mike Carter said Rich Hill might also die in response to Marty Tallman. So I think that's hilarious. Uh, I couldn't help myself. And then, of course, Yancey, Yancey, Yancey's chiming in. Yancey, welcome, man. Sorry, we, we, you. We, we appreciate it. And you see it? Uh, Michael with the very underrated great smile. Teeth game is strong, but which one well, is he which, talking which, about? Which Michael? There's two of us, I mean, buddy. My name is Mike on the screen, and yours is That's Mike. True. So I'll give you that. Be- but I have the weird one, Layla. <laughs> the gift, there's already a gift there's a gift if you want to see the gift that's pinned to my uh profile you don't want to see it. if you haven't seen it don't want <laughs> thank you nick pollock for the gift it is fantastic i still i use it as often as i can marty with the sean Manaya should be that low great call i agree with him i don't understand the hype on Manaya. you have him 12 spots lower than his nfbc rank why is that um yeah so i actually just don't think he's really ever been that good um I'm not completely confident in his arsenal. And, you know, I've, I've people have talked about it. It's true. He, he throws a little bit sidearm. And uh, with that, you could be pretty erratic with your command. So that's kind of worrisome. And I just don't understand the love because of a play, a decent, like, little run at the end of last season, I guess. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's a little recency bias. Because a lot of these guys, I'm with you. I'd rather have over him, and I couldn't understand his ranking, to be honest. And Kyle Gibson, you're a little more aggressive on. Is that because of the uh, good off-speed pitches he offers? I remember a few, he showed up. Yeah, those. he's one of a handful of pitchers uh, who had two two pitches with a 20 uh, swing strike percentage or higher. And, you know, he, he's got great breaking balls. Um, the, the fastball needs to be thrown less. And, uh, you know, he moves to Texas – and that's going to be a pitcher's park. And I just think he, um, you know, he underperformed last year. And I think we're going to see him closer to, you know, two years ago, which I think was a sub four year, right? With some high K upside. I'm just surprised he's going. Like, I love you. I love your ranking of him. I think it's very fair, very solid. And he's going like 35 picks. That's your biggest difference yeah, today. Whoa. He gives you more value. That's crazy. And then Tanaka, I think, again, I, that's that's minimal. I guess that's a minimal rank difference. Because if you look at his max and min, I'm sure you would get him. Some drafts you would get him, some drafts you wouldn't. Keller, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the rest of these rankings. Like, There's nothing really that stands out there. Let's get to this almost the final tier. Lucchese, I'm not going to read through it. Lucchese, Hauser, Descafani, Lopez. I love how aggressive you are on Lopez. I, and we'll talk about that in a second. Alcantara, did you really put Descafani oh, over – uh, whatever, man. I should know that. I'm a, Mar- I'm a fake Marlins fan, I guess. Um, 
Alcantara and Disco Fall. You put Tony Disco above Alcantara, huh? <sighs> yeah, that's a mistake. I think Disco Fine needs to be at like 125. <laughs> uh, you suck, man. Can't believe it. I'm so happy you did that. So are you conceding the bet we made at the beginning of the season? Um, I mean, we'd have to make <laughs> parameters on it, but we'll what, what's the what's the reasoning behind the uh lowering of Alcantara? Yeah, I mean it's you know, again, we all fell in love with that new power sinker at the end that he was throwing a lot. I just um, – I want to see him get another pitch. He has another decent pitch, but I think he needs to develop a little more. So while I did love the pitch mix change and, you know, it got me a little excited, I think I needed to kind of bring the reins back a little bit. But I do think, um, you know, he probably provides – you know, I'm a little higher than him, on him than NFBC, but, um, you know, I think he's provides somewhat value on drafting. Gotcha. All right. Time to address some of this chatter going on. Yancey, so how does this podcast format work? You guys keep recording until you're both blackout drunk. Yeah. I already I already dropped the ball. I'm I brought one beer to the party tonight and drank it within the first five minutes. I'm so upset. We um we actually, Yancey, if you had if you have the chance to go back and watch it from the beginning, if you didn't, we kind of broke down the idea behind this. These will be able you will be able to hear these as podcasts as well. So we'll have them both of our streams. So pick wisely, which obviously it's mine. And uh, uh, we again, we broke we broke, we broke it down really well at the beginning, and it's kind of it is what it is. But honestly, Will over here talking about, I think it is a missed opportunity. You know, to have Yancey hosts with Mike's battling over Kyle Hendricks. Yancey, you are more than welcome on the show, buddy. I speak for both of us. If you want to come on and host, and, and host, if you want to come on and host, feel free. Feel free. I would love to have you on, man. It'd be fantastic. And yes, Will, I am disappointed in myself. It, it would listen. It's the first night, opening night. I was like, you know what? One beer should do it. I'll just sip on it, enjoy it for the hour. And I dropped the ball. I texted my wife to get me a beer, and she didn't text me back. So I think I got my answer. <laughs> but uh, I can't. I can't. And of course, Yancy, it's lit. We appreciate that, man. It's going to be awesome. Will, I love you too, buddy. All right. <laughs> Let's get back to the analysis. I do appreciate you guys' feedback. I do appreciate you guys uh, commenting, watching. It is awesome. We're seeing a frequent flow in and out, and we do appreciate all the support. I yeah. truly mean that. Truly 100%. mean that. And it's a lot of it's gonna be awesome, and we're gonna do. We have a lot of fun things planned for this, but we'll get to those. We'll, we'll obviously just as this goes. We're kind of just trying to get this going as the season's upon us. Let's get back to the rankings. Reynaldo Lopez. One, one above Alcantara, and I love that ranking. I think, it, again, I found it. I got to find it again because I know I, I told you something, and you don't remember reading it, so it made me question it. But he throws, I think it was a slider, but he throws like the same slider two different ways. Grandal noticed it and actually changed it into two separate pitches. Yeah. And that, that, that's everything. Yeah, I remember. That too. Um, I mean, I plus he... Zimmerman. I want to say Zimmerman's uh, article. Yeah, I... I you might be right. Um, yeah, and then he made some second half changes too, and then obviously he he bumped up the velocity. He was still a little erratic with it, but I think Grendel might be able to kind of um, you know do something with him, and you know he's got tremendous upside. So I will gladly take him. Um, you know I have him at sixty nine, nice, and uh, NFBC has him at eighty nine. So I'm obviously pretty uh, pretty big on him. Aren't you, are you the only one? I know I'm not the only one. You, you, uh, when you do your ranks, you get to 69, you make sure you put a name you really like there, don't you? 
<laughs> I, I can't help it. I do too. I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I think about that. I, every time I get there, I'm like, oh man, 69, Tony Descafani. I'll drop him to I'll drop him two spots together. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I can't help myself. It's awesome. Josh James is 71. That's a little hot takey. People seem to really like him. I know George um Rodonino slash George Montanez co-host and founder or co-founder of Roto ranks i believe now i don't know the whole i don't know his title i love the guy though uh josh he's a josh james stan what why are you a little lower than that, the average person on him hey man yeah. holy crap no so uh, yeah it's it's literally just a question of playing time for me um you know he uh josh james is like one of the highest k walk percentages in the second half but I don't know. We don't know if he's going to start. We don't know what the Astros are going to do with the rotation. Honestly, there's so many guys there. Um, they did have your in it, but with these young guys, I mean, you know, with their bullpen and everything, I could just see the Astros limiting them. So I had to drop them down just because there are pretty big question marks there. I think once we get a little more news as the season gets closer, I'll definitely be moving them up. Especially Josh James, if he's in the rotation, he'll definitely be moving up. Wade Miley, he's in my top 100 as well. The fact he's going 131 is such a rank, uh, such a such a great value. But the rank is the rank including relief pitchers. It is not. I took all of them okay. out. I was just making sure because that was going to change things a lot. That is an absurd value. People don't realize. You look at the first five months of last year; it was like a three-two or three-four ERA or better in every month, and then the final month. He had such an atrocious year, it ruined his overall stat line. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to make sure they understand that. Cole Hamels, I think, is undervalued. Looking at him at 77, a little undervalued. No, I, I kind of actually um, – I would have put him a little higher, but I was trying to find er- anything I could about his injury. And okay. there has been no update, so I kind of just left him there hang- left him in there hanging because I don't know if he's even going to start the season. I couldn't find anything on him. So I do like the skill set. Again, one of the most lethal changeups. I just, um, if he, yeah, I'm waiting for any news on that. And if he is healthy, he's on the Braves. Uh, He's going to get, you know, he should get you wins. So um, I would move him up. The whip is a little questionable, but the ERA yeah. should be the, the ERA should be solid, like three point eight, probably three point eight ish, roughly, maybe a little better. Short season is hard to tell. You don't know which any which way any of these guys are going to go. You have Scherzer. Didn't Degrom have like a rough start yet last year, or two years yeah. ago, where it was like a really last terrible year. start? To, it was last, last year, year, right? Rough start, yeah. It might have been two years in a row. I, mean, I just remember him. And I, there was another high end guy for two straight years that struggled for like the first month. People were like, "Well, that must have been a fluke." And then they turned around and had a great year. So you got to realize that it's it's so erratic. <laughs> I'm so for it's baseball. Baseball's gonna baseball. So we got uh, we got Marty here saying as a Tigers homer, I approve your Spencer Turnbull ranking. Yeah. So I've been really high on him. Uh, you know, he's got a really. He's got a lot of potential with his curveball slider, and he's got a pretty deep arsenal. So I think it's great when you're a young pitcher, and you know if one pitch isn't working, then he could go to other pitches, and that can make a big difference. So I think he has the talent um, in terms of stuff to you know kind of take a next step, and that's why I've been pretty aggressive on him this year. And hopefully, he doesn't uh, make me look like an idiot. Why are you so low on AJ Puck? Is it because of the uh, setback? I believe at one point. Yeah, well, I mean, he's probably healthy by now, but I could see the A's keeping him to like four innings. Understood. I just think and that he- I wasn't overly impressive when I watched him in the off, you know, in uh, the spring training when he did pitch. 
like a couple guys I'd rather take a chance on them over. Probably Sharino Snarbro. Just because I get totally those guys. I could totally see that. That's why that's why I'm with you on tier based rankings because when you have tiers, it kind of gives you that flexibility of you can anyway, swap them depends what you need. Although I would have cut the tier off here personally around 77. I would have made that its own tier because I think there's a drop off from Hamels to the rest of those guys. Personally. That's uh my personal preference. That's what I would recommend. I just think the once you get past Hamels, there's a skill set and an overall ceiling difference that's a lot mm-hmm. of these guys don't offer other than Puck, honestly. And even and I would I would obviously obviously I would throw Savale at the end of that tier or at the top of this Savale, tier. We we have a bet about Savale and Yarborough. I think Savale is legit. You don't. That's it. <laughs> it's that simple. It's really that simple. He's a better version. He's like he's a way cheaper version of Kyle Hendricks. And you and freaking uh <laughs> Puck Kyle and Hendricks. you buck. Oh my god, that is such a great reference. What is that early two thousands uh Oh, I can't remember the name of the group. Doesn't matter. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, Yancey and his references. I love it, man. He's awesome. So, yeah, there's nothing else I really have to add here. Tehran, I never thought I'd say I'd be excited, but as an angel, I'm a, I like the idea of him throwing a slider a lot more. So, there's that. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's weird. He's always beat his. He always. He always beats his underlying metrics. So, uh, you know, it's, it's baffling what he does. <laughs> yeah. Hudson is trash. He shouldn't even be in the top 100. Um, <laughs> Canning, I'm a little afraid of. I, I do behind him. Say that one more time. As long as he's got that great defense behind him. <sighs> so you got to realize Canning rank though. This was before they said he was really going to play. Uh, NFBC I, as him one. I put him in 92. I would not doubt it if he gets is higher when when it comes to uh, spring training. Now. I don't. I don't know if I'll have. Yeah, I want to see him throw. I want to see if his velocity. Yeah, He's someone that you're going to have to watch 100%. And I don't want to go through – again, we're coming up on the hour. We're trying to keep – by the way, you know. I was going to ask players maybe outside – because now we're right about that top 100-ish range. We're outside. Who are some players you can see overall? And we can go through – we can click here. We can go next. Let me know if you want to switch the page. But guys that are outside your top 100, you can see take a big jump. I'm going to say – I'm going to actually pick before you do it. I want to know why you don't have Spencer Howard higher based purely on upside. He's gonna like. He's, are you waiting? And Gore, are you waiting? It's, it's just literally. I don't waiting. know if they're in the rotation. Yeah, that's literally it. If they're in the rotation, I'm bumping them up. But right now, we have no idea. I know they. I expect Gore to be in the rotation, and if he definitely is, right up. Um, you know, I still probably be a little lower than most because I don't know what they'll do inning wise with him. They did look paddock throw, but um, you know, I'm not too sure. And uh, Yancey just said he loves Chris Bassett. I love him as well, and I'm a little upset that he's probably not going to be in the rotation um, because I think Puck is blocking him. But I think Bassett made some pretty good changes in his pitch mix last year. So, you know, I actually did a little deep dive on him too. I If he makes the rotation, I'm going to actually bump him up a little bit even more. Yeah, Bassett, 3.81 ERA. A little worse ERA, but the K's are better than Hendricks, too. Just saying. Um, <laughs> I can't stop. All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I got I to gotta stop with the Hendricks. I can't I can't let it go. He's uh, he's not right. a top 30 pitcher, Mike. No. He's not. Who All right. So, I mean, Jordan outside. Jordan Law, should be, Jordan Law should be in your top 100. I'm not saying he's a big, huge mover by any means, but he should get in your top 100. Um, eh. I'm going to pull you and just say meh. I just, he, I just like if you 
Totally excited. Um, you know, him, Smiley, Kikuchi, Hap, I put them, and Porcel, I put them all together. They're just like, I don't know. I they're, All the Kikuchi hype, though, man. You got to be higher on yeah, Kikuchi. Kikuchi um, I'm kind of meh about them. I highly doubt I really take any of them in leagues. Um, especially, I, I despise J. Hap. I mean, I could, I see some upside. I get it, but he just burned me so bad last year that I just disp- I, I hate him. And I keep saying, I'd rather anyone on the mound besides them. Mar- Marty says, best in this tier is Cueto, Plesak, Howard, Kopech, Smiley, and Shoemaker. And then he follows that up with everyone else can kick rocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, Kopech I, is concerning, man. I wouldn't, Kopech, I don't want Kopech. I don't see room for him unless there's an injury right off the bat. And even if they do, I could see them just putting him in the bullpen. So he scares the crap out of me. That's why I'm super low on him. I love Mike here. He's he the meh. We got we're, we're gonna make a shirt that just says meh in quotes. You're welcome, every all six of you that'll buy it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a beer right now anymore. Yeah, right, oh yeah, and Yancey and Yancey, uh where is it? Drinking on a school night. Don't judge oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't judge us. All right. Um, other than that, I'm just looking. Oh, the reason why I like Lyles, the reason why he's in my top 100, and again, that's we're talking yeah. 12, 12 picks. He was a guy that if you saw the ERAs per month and you looked at the pitch mix, they lined up perfectly. He sw- there was two months where he had really bad ratios, bad outings, and he changed his pitch mix up during those two months. He he reverted back to what was working earlier in the year, and you saw the ratios come back down for the final two months of the season. So the whole, the season, the overall numbers don't look great, but if you look at it, he was almost like Wade Miley. Four good, two bad, and the four good matched up with the four, the four months of a certain pitch mix. I think if he brings that pitch mix over – now into this year and just sticks with it. I think he can be a solid. I'm not saying he's anything special. I just like him. I think he's safe. I think he's like a Quato type. I'm just looking at the names around that 94, 95 Quato. Uh, I, I'd rather have him over police sack personally, uh, stuff like that. I'd rather just, he's in that area for me though. So I think he's like a fringe top 100 guy, but just a guy that I'm a little higher on than the average person. Where's his ranking at anyway? Yeah, uh, 124. You actually are higher. Is when you, when you look at the, the second half, um, you know, just taking a glimpse quick. So the K percentage goes down. The FIP is actually worse. And his WOBA is actually worse as well in the second half. Well, that's what so I was saying. The months, the, that, the, the months that he was bad, the months that he was bad were in the second half, though. It was the two months. I'm telling you, if you go look at a monthly breakdown, if I remember correctly, I I, I, I broke him down a so, little bit. In the- so here's his ERA by month. Uh, March and April, 2.42. May, 3.68. June 6, July 11. August was mm-hmm. went back down to 2.63 in September, back to 2.39. You see my point? That's where I, I was saying. And if you look, those ERAs match up with the pitch mix changes. So he's worth that. I actually broke them down a little bit in an early uh, article. So you're talking first half or second half here? Because the second half, if you go by month and FIP, it's not good. I'm just talking about the ratios. I wasn't talking about, I was, I was actually talking about. All right. Well, I'm just saying underlining, like while he did make some changes, like it, the, the FIPS are still, you know, middle four ERA. So, yeah. And um, again, I, I'm just saying why I'm a little higher and you're actually higher than the ranking as well. Yeah. I mean, I, he's a top 100 I mean, guy. Like you're saying, I do see, um, you know, I, I see some potential there. There's just a little, I, I don't think I would move him higher. That's all I'm saying. I got you. I totally understand that. And, you know, Matt Williams would love your Danny Duffy uh, ranking. He's a Danny Duffy guy. The velocity velocity back in spring is interesting, huh? 
Yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, he was somewhat of a disappointment last year. And I think he kind of just underperformed. And, you know, there's uh, more talent there. So I think he I'm a little higher on him than most as well. Now, I guess this is the big one and kind of I don't know how it took me this long to realize it, but Garrett Richards. Yeah. 47 yeah. spots lower than consensus. And he is made of glass. I mean, perfect timing, Ansi. By the way, he says he's healthy. <laughs> he says, "What if Garrett is fully? If he's fully healthy, but I'm not going to take that risk." I mean, think about it. the guy. The, I mean, if you look at his, I'm trying to pull him up really quick. Um, if you look at his, you know, past few years when he uh, pitched, it's just like it's. I think like at most like 60 innings. Oh, oh, sorry, you're you're done talking. That's <laughs> like last year he had eight point two, but he was coming off the injury. Then he had seventy six, then twenty seven, then thirty four. So you're looking at a guy who pitched what? I mean, a hundred thirty innings in four years. I'm not taking that risk. I can I get it, and then this is- no doubt if he's healthy, he can be great. But that's the biggest Big question. That's a massive if. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, let's move along here. I think we have one more. Might as well just get to him. I mean, we went over a little over an hour, but whatever. We're having a good time. This is the last of the list. Any names here? Asher Wojciechowski. I thought he'd be a fringe top 100 guy. I'm a little surprised he's a little lower. Uh, yeah, I mean, he. you know, he's shown flashes, but that ballpark and he just was super inconsistent, and the flash that he did show was pretty short, so I'm a little skeptical of him. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's All sure. right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I expected more. I don't know. I'm also getting a little tired I mean, here. Peralta, Frank Peralta and Corbin Burns, I have them low. That's just because we don't know if they're going to be in the rotation. Same as Patrick Sandoval. I love all of them. And Merrill Kelly, too. Um, it's just, you know, if they're in the rotation, I, I bump them all up. People, yeah, I just want to make, obviously, these are all, again, you can find all these rankings on spstreamer.com there it's actually pinned to mike's profile you could bother him and harass him with how bad some of his takes are and <laughs> I, I like i have and again this was actually me looking at him for the first time so if i missed any names i probably did but i think obviously these are going to adjust we're going to figure out if there's going to be players sitting out or there's going to be who makes the rotation who doesn't and there's a lot of interesting stuff so i know we're a little delayed but we're gonna call it um Rate the bourbon. I think he did. I already so, rated it. You missed in the beginning. Nine out of I'm pretty bad with how to show this. What is Mike's worst take besides the Hendrix? I guess Hendrix. Obviously, it's Hendrix. No. Whatever. No, that's my – But I think he's talking about me, Mike. See, you, by the way, you guys, you have to be more specific. Yeah. Which Mike you talk about because there's two of us. Say Curlin or Simeon. Which – by the way, that will once we get this fixed here, I'll just show them. We were gonna do this the right way, but we couldn't tonight. Where the hell? Is, I can't even find it anymore. I don't think it matters. Whatever. Is it here? It was here. All right, we were gonna do this as our background, but the names. Hey, we're gonna stop. Stop. Yeah. See, the names are backwards. So <laughs> we couldn't do this tonight. Mike um, Carter. Don't forget it. <laughs> all right. Um, with that said, let's get um, – we, we'll take any last-minute questions, but if not, we will uh, obviously call it a night. We appreciate you guys listening. Just looking for any last-minute questions. We can get out of here. But Sim, he's talking about Simeon. 
So uh, what is Mike's worst take? Simeon, yeah, Simeon, definitely Hendricks. That's my argument. Like, I, I haven't let that go. All. He, has a top, he has him as a top 30 pitcher. That's S9, S10, S11. You're making an ass of yourself. Um, <laughs> on that note, guys, truly appreciate it. Uh, we're just going to, again, we're going to call a night. It was about an hour. It's what we're going to be doing more often. Obviously, we'll relink. We'll relink the show throughout the next few days, so you guys can listen to it. We'll try to get the audio onto the podcast. And uh, Yancey, we appreciate love, Mike, Will, yeah, thanks, guys, so Marty, and, and you know, commenting and stuff. Yeah, and again, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a week. Ramon in Phantom. Okay, cool, good name. Um, we're gonna be doing this weekly, guys. So obviously, feel free to chime in. We're gonna have guests on. Yancey, you are invited as well. So hit us up if you are interested. You can even yes, host sir. if you like. We saw everyone saw your PitchCon thing. So if you want to pull one of those here, I'm not even afraid to bite that. Apparently, we all we do is bite styles anyway. So if you want, if you wanted to dial on this one, we'd be more than happy to have you on, Yancey. But um, wait, what happened? Which podcast? Well, obviously, basis loaded. Yeah, it's gonna be basis loaded. Uh, we're gonna upload this audio to basis oh. loaded and SP Streamer podcast because you know Mike didn't want to stay working with me, but we can't. We full circle. We're back together. We're working. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Mike. What you happened? hurt me. You hurt my brain. Well, you. This is your fault. And, and this is, you're bourbon baseball. I'm the only one who's been drinking the entire time until I have to say. I finished mine like forever ago. It is an empty glass. I actually, need, I'm gonna get a better glass. But for those who want, just a recap, I'm drinking Funky Buddha. I actually might stick with this next week. I know we're supposed to do something new every week, but this is such a good beer. Maybe I'll bring this one and a different beer. Yeah, T, this is the weirdest outro. I agree. Come on, Mike, wrap it up. All right, guys, appreciate you listening as always. Um, follow us on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin at SP Streamer. Basis Load Pod is at Basis Load Pod. And again, guys, just appreciate listening and we'll talk to you all soon. See you later. Bye. <laughs>